Welcome to the review. This is a short show designed to find, evaluate, and explore the resources that matter to your congregations and communities. Sometimes they'll be very practical, and other times they'll be pretty theoretical. But above all, we hope you find this show enjoyable. And we've had a lot of fun making it, so you may as well come along for the ride and have some fun with us. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Review, which is a bonus episode of the Center for Congregations podcast. As always, I'm Ben Tapper, and I'm joined by the wonderful, intelligent, charismatic Abby Miller. Abby, great to have you here. Aw, shucks. (laughs) You shouldn't have. (laughs) Uh, Good to be here. What are we talking about today? What are we reviewing? Today we're talking about The Next Right Thing podcast by Emily Freeman, but specifically the episode with Kate Bowler. Yes. And for those that don't know about the Next Right Thing podcast, this was maybe my first favorite podcast, honestly. You know, so right when I started listening to podcasts, I was introduced to Emily Freeman and I just, I love it. I love her. I love the content she creates. Her whole thing is about helping people make better decisions and to create space in their lives for decisions. So she has a podcast, she has blogs, she's got a whole book about this and it's just, it's great. Every now and then she does interviews with guests and this is one of those rare occasions in which she invited Kate Boulder on. And it's not a topic you would expect to talk about and think about, especially not for this particular podcast. So I was kind of surprised, but also I found it really enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is confession time. This was the first and only podcast episode of The Next Right Thing that I've listened to. Plug for my take on her podcast is I appreciate that in teaching people how to make decisions for their lives, she doesn't take it too seriously. Like Mm -hmm. she recognizes that there are forces outside of your decision that's going to be at play to direct your life. Yep. Yep. So whether that's outside circumstances, you know, all the things that can all, all the things all that can the happen. things you guys understand. <laughs> yes. And you understand. I dare say, Abby, this will not be the last episode of the Next Right Thing podcast you'll listen to. I, yeah. I think you're gonna like her. Yeah, I did like her. So Ben, give me a rundown of Kate Bowler, if you will, and the book she's written. Yes. You know, those that don't know me, I was not like the perfect student in any phase of school. Made solid A's and B's, but it took too much energy to get straight A's. So like, why? So anyway, I say all that to say, I don't know the name of the book. I knew it at one point. (laughs) Did not look it up again before we started recording. Y'all can look it up. I trust you. I'll look it up real quick. Okay. But Kate Bowler is a college professor, a university professor. She's a mom. She's a wife. And she was also diagnosed with terminal cancer at the age of 35. And so she, you know, was like in the middle of her career. She had visions of a life that involved kind of like going to school plays, going to parent-teacher conferences, getting published, becoming more renowned as a professor and a scholar. And suddenly, in the middle of what should have been her prime, those dreams were interrupted by a terminal diagnosis. And so when she was supposed to be kind of facing and looking forward to life, she was confronted with death and had to begin figuring out, okay, how do I navigate this? How do I help my child navigate this? How do I exist in community with other people while navigating this? Because, you know, just because you're facing death doesn't mean that you're dead in that moment. You still have to live for some length of time. And she's Mm -hmm. clearly still living. So she is someone who helps us come to terms with the truth that we all face, but never want to admit that we're going to die. 
most of us don't know when, but it's coming. And so she is helping us collectively face that and think about it through her own story, journey, and experience. Yeah. I've done the research and I think the book she was referring to in this podcast was Everything Happens for a Reason and Other Lies I've Loved. I love it. I love that title (laughs) every time I hear it. (laughs) And I also want to state that on her website next to the book, there's a recommendation uh, from Bill Gates himself. And he says, it is heartbreaking and surprisingly funny, which... You never think the topic of death and sorrow and pain is going to be funny, but I would have you know that they tackle this subject with humor and lightheartedness and practical wisdom. Yeah. I mean, Kate Bowler is just always surprisingly funny. She just brings humor everywhere she goes. Even in the midst of speaking about tragedy, she has a way of communicating it and holding it lightly while also giving it the gravity it deserves. And I really loved how that came through in the podcast episode. So Abby, as you listened through this, what were some of the main takeaways for you? I mean, specifically in this podcast, I think they talk about how the American view of life as it should be and, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. They talk about the American prosperity gospel and how it feeds into how we respond to someone in who's going through loss and suffering. It basically points out why we're believing wrong things about loss and suffering, mm-hmm. that we don't have as much control over our lives as we think. So what I appreciated about it is it gives context for people walking into hard situations and it begins giving them language for what they're feeling inside, as well as how to walk that out externally with those who are facing unspeakable loss. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. I feel like this interview, and I've listened to a couple other interviews with Kate Boulder on different podcasts, and every time... I walk away feeling like I've been given permission to think about and talk about the unspeakable. Mm -hmm. And that is such a gift, I think, especially in some contexts, you know, if you're in a church context, there are conversations you don't have. If you are in your family, sometimes there's conversations you don't have, especially depending upon the role you play in your family. Kate talks about, what's the phrase, disrupting comfort, I think, is being especially important for women. And so I just love that she's able to kind of invite us into these hard conversations and sometimes irreverent conversations and just be real. Because the truth is, Mm -hmm. when you're facing death, when someone around you is facing death, what's reverent or irreverent can go out the window. What's appropriate or inappropriate can go out the window. Like you are facing the end of a thing. And that is extraordinarily difficult, extraordinarily painful. And it's nice to just be able to let it all out every now and then, you know, and I think she gives us permission to do that. Yeah, I agree. It gives space for allowing to feel the loss and to feel the grief or, you know, whatever it is that your that your pain entails. Now, I know we both listened to another podcast in preparation for this also with Kate Bowler. And Mm -hmm. I want to kind of pull from that one right here because I love the language that was brought in on that conversation. It was an interview between Glennon Doyle and Kate Bowler. And in that conversation, they talked about, you know, what did Kate do when she was facing absurd loss? Hmm. And she said 
that she lived absurdly or she did absurd things. Mm -hmm. So what that meant for her was going, you know, she had some things, some limitations around her, especially in this COVID season because her immune system is compromised. And so she can't travel as she would like to. But... She spent time going to different statues or replicas of like the largest things in the world. And so that's what she did. And she made a little fun journey for herself that, yes, it was absurd. Like, why would someone go and visit all of those silly landmarks? Well, she is in a silly situation. Not silly. Silly sounds like it's diminishing it, but Mm -hmm. an absurd situation situation. And so I just love that she found ways to live and have joy in the midst of great loss and hardship. So yeah, Abby, I love that you brought up that point. And for those that haven't heard it in the podcast that Abby's referencing is We Can Do Hard Things by Glennon Doyle. If you're going to listen to it, which I honestly recommend you listen to it, but know that there is substantial cursing in the podcast. And we know that's not everyone's cup of tea, which is why we didn't start with that. But you know, if you can get past that, there is some really great content in the conversation of that podcast. Yeah, the permission she gave herself to be absurd is, I mean, it was wild. I would have never thought of that. But it speaks to kind of the whimsical nature of Kate. And I think, again, as I was listening to it, I couldn't help but wonder if even in that, she's inviting us to confront the radical truth that life itself is absurd, right? Mm-hmm. The control we think we have, we actually don't. Right. And we don't know when a calamity or major success is going to come next, right? It can blindside any of us. Mm-hmm. So why not be a little absurd? Why not travel the country seeing replicas of the world's largest things? You know, why not? And it's hard. It's a hard truth to hold that. We don't know what's going to happen, but it is the truth. And I think the sooner we can recognize that, the better we'll all be. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, every time we do these episodes, we ask, who is this applicable for? You know, and, mm-hmm. and I think it's applicable for the person in your congregation going through the hard thing, the calamity, the catastrophe, the death, the parent whose child has gotten a terminal diagnosis, the spouse whose husband or wife has gotten a terminal diagnosis, the person who's lost a parent or has someone in hospice. For someone whose world is ending in some way, shape, or form, this conversation is helpful for them, but also helpful for you if you have to support them or choosing to support them in any moment, you know, because she also talks about things and phrases that are not helpful at all. This, This comes up in her book. This comes up in the interviews. Those of us that have grown up in congregations, especially church folks, we got a lot of things we like to say in those situations Mm -hmm. because they make ourselves feel better, but they don't actually help the person that we're talking to. And they're not true, right? Mm -hmm. Let's just be honest. They are not true. My favorite absurdity that I hear all the time is the idea that everything happens for a reason or that God has a plan, right? Mm -hmm. And look, I'm not here to debate the theological claim that God does or doesn't have a plan. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't have access to God like that, to pick God's brain, to understand or unpack the plan day in and day out for everybody. But even if it is true, it's not helpful, right? And I think that's what we have to recognize, that even if we're saying a thing that we think is theologically true, it might not be helpful to that person. And then we have to weigh that also. And so this conversation is useful if you're a support person for someone going through it, because it, it might help you better filter what you do and change the ways in which you choose to show up and show them love as they're going through this hard time. 
Exactly. I think this podcast helps you as a support person hear the things that are said from the person who is suffering's perspective. Yeah. So we may say things with good intention. I'm sure any of those people who said those things, their intention wasn't to be annoying, to be hurtful, right. but it's still not necessarily the most helpful. And so this does kind of open your eyes to, oh, this is not helpful and this is why. So yeah, I would agree. It's great for the person who is suffering, helps them feel seen probably, but then it's also good for the caregivers who are in place to be of support to people who are going through it. Absolutely. As you were listening, were there other things that you want to highlight or other pieces of this conversation or the conversation with Glennon Doyle that you think it's especially important for our listeners to pay attention to? You know, I think we covered it pretty well. As I look at the different books that Kate Bowler has published, I am now looking forward to purchasing some of the other ones. There's a couple on loss, and then there's one on the prosperity gospel. Mm. So I I am interested in that. But yeah. yeah, so I just think Kate is a resource and a wealth of understanding. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would just encourage our listeners to to carve out space to think about the unthinkable. And, you know, to wonder what happens. And we have another episode of the Center for Congregations podcast that is about planning for your death so that your family's set up appropriately, so that your estate is taken care of, so that people know what kind of medical interventions you want. So maybe go back to season three and check out that podcast episode. But also, I think it's just good practice to be in conversation with people you love about those things and to reflect on our own mortality, to reflect on the fact that life actually is not controllable and to sit with that and see how it makes us feel. Cause I think we'll learn about ourselves in the process. And I know not everyone likes to do that work. It's uncomfortable, but anything that can help us learn about ourselves, I think is fruitful and worth doing and will only benefit our relationship. So I would just encourage our listeners to use this podcast, if nothing else, as a tool to learn about yourself, to learn about your fears and to what happens for you internally when you're faced with the unthinkable. Yeah. And I would add on to that. I think this podcast, The Next Right Thing with Kate Bowler, like I said, creates space to think about loss in your own grief. And I think sometimes it's easy for us to move past our loss and grief and our pain. And so, like you said, taking time to be introspective and look at our own losses and griefs that we hold. Say more about that. Well, I was going to go into talking about sabbaticals and because I'm like, now if you're going on sabbatical, <laughs> but then I uh, decided not to. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, because I do think I've just been in a, a lot of conversations with pastors who are going on sabbatical and are mm -hmm. desperately in need of rest. And I think sometimes some of the reason we need rest is because we haven't processed what we've been carrying around. Mm. So I think there is a need for taking time, significant time, not just, you know, 20 minutes here and there to process what we've been carrying, which could be loss, could be grief, could be pain of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's actually a really great point. And in the spirit of the podcast with Kate, it doesn't always have to be only heavy. You can sprinkle in absurdity and humor right. and levity. Like, Do some absurd things. Yes, do some absurd things. 
Thank you, Abby, for joining me today and for checking out this episode of The Next Right Thing with me. For those that are interested, you can check out The Next Right Thing podcast. You can check out any other podcast that Kate's featured on or her book. We think they'll be great resources for you. So we hope you've appreciated this episode of The Review and we'll be back next time. Yep. See you then. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Review. This was a bonus episode of the Center for Congregations podcast. Please take a moment and show your appreciation by leaving a five-star rating. If you'd like to find more resources for the good work you're doing, check out the Congregational Resource Guide at thecrg.org. We'd like to thank our brilliant audio engineer, Jaden Lee, for the great work he does to keep us sounding intelligible. And we want to acknowledge that this show is made possible by the generosity of the Lilly Endowment. See you next time.